0: Hey guys welcome back to positively enlightened this is our 20th episode it's crazy i 20. know i know that's a long time <laughs> like i don't know where time has gone but i'm loving it yeah, and I'm actually so glad that we started this during quarantine because it may time really fly. Like, think yeah. we start this October. I know. It's March. It's so crazy because I've been talking a lot about this with other people. Like, mm-hmm. what happened to you during when COVID started? Because yeah. we're kind of like in that year anniversary mm-hmm. of like a whole year has gone by since we entered this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's just been really interesting hearing what people thought. Like, yeah. some people are like, oh my gosh, I hated last year. Ugh, like, I was so bored. But I was thinking, just last week, I think we were talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I thought, oh, my gosh. I mean, right now I'm super busy and I'm thankful that I I still have work and, like, I can Same, do everything. Right. But I was thinking, oh, my gosh, last year was so nice to be able to take a break. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lot of things get postponed. Yeah. And it was, like... It was a needed break. Yeah. Honestly, too, with PhotoBoost and all these events going on on top of investing and house flips and everything like yeah. you really did need a break at least from one of the jobs <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree and it was just nice to reflect I feel like I was almost forced to be able to just like oh well I don't have much going on today yeah. let me just like reflect being about be goals in my too and like future mm-hmm. things that we want to accomplish starting this like I'm so thankful for it because we probably wouldn't have had the motivation to start this with all that other work yeah. and everything going on yeah like we I don't think we ever would have had the chance to think about oh what if we started this or I yeah. we probably wouldn't have had as many conversations as we had that that really is so true because we're all like we're just so busy like you're gone yeah. I'm gone mm-hmm. like we really had a lot of time together like maybe a little too much time <laughs> at times but like for <laughs> the most part we wouldn't have got that time I agree so and I feel like we were even talking about how like you said there are some people that really didn't take the time to see the positives mm-hmm. through all this because I feel like everything really does happen for a reason yeah. and if you look at life that way then you realize okay like all this there is a good reason for all mm-hmm. of this to happen and yeah. I think it'll be different coming back to like real life whatever that really means and everything because there will be some people like, not to be cocky, but us who, like, I feel like have established new goals mm-hmm. and everything. And there's some people that, like you said, this whole time have just been down on themselves. Like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. Yeah. Like, close-minded, I, very close minded. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, there has been some really sucky times. Some people yeah. lost a job or they were fur- furloughed. Mm-hmm. And yes, that sucks. But I hope that they had a chance to think about, do I love this? Do I actually love yeah. doing my job? Is there something else I'd rather be doing? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was the perfect time to take that opportunity. Yeah. And just acknowledging that there were cons. 100% for different people. And mm-hmm. different people did go through it at different levels. Yeah. But no. I agree. Yeah. And it's like. I've seen this quote on Instagram. I'm sure that you've seen it too. But it, it was like. Like what you lost in quarantine. Like. Almost like keep out the bad stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't actually. It's like. I'll we'll have to post it yeah, when I see it. Yeah. But. See, it, it'll be on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cool. Just like a good reflection of like. Maybe you lost stuff last year. And maybe it was good that you lost stuff. Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. But anyway, Mm -hmm. we have an announcement coming up at the end. Yeah, so stick around for the end of the episode. We have something to announce. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's talk about this week's episode, yeah? Yeah, we have a very special guest. We are really talking about getting started in finance. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about investing or you're like, what the heck are stocks? What are bonds? Knowing the risks and everything. Yes. Investing. 'Cause there's these words that even sometimes I'm like, what the heck? Like I just wanna invest and I'm fine with like some long term growth, but how do you get started? Also, I never trust anyone also because I feel like there's (laughs) always so many scammers out there, like this how you invest, quick, but I'm Mm -hmm. like I red flags, red flags. So I feel like this episode we're really getting down to the source of everything and just spitting facts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get started. So yeah, this episode is all about investing. So Noah, what has your experience been like with investing? Like we both use Robin Hood. I know mm-hmm. that. But how do you choose what to invest in? Like what's your strategy? Do you have <laughs> one or is it just like these numbers or letters are cool? <laughs> um, It's hard because I wish I knew more about investing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I had more time to really to dive into it. Yes, exactly. So I did, it like, some research online. Mm-hmm. I'll, like, see, okay, this is trending. But if there's, like, a stock that becomes public and I, I know that I use it, yeah. then I'll, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, Airbnb, when Airbnb became public, I was like, I could definitely see this that's stock smart, yeah. growing because it just became public. Mm-hmm. And that's been around already for a few years. Um, so stuff like that. I heard, what's that game that kids play right now? roblox roblox yeah hey. i heard that oh, went yeah. public i feel like mom told me that yeah yeah and i was like well should i buy it i don't like that game because yeah. i'm just confused when kids are showing I don't don't understand it. it i don't get how but they're addicted i know so many kids that do play it mm-hmm. though yeah like it's i think it's taking over but stuff like that that's that's kind of mm-hmm. my i guess plan like, good. Yeah. What, what's yours <laughs> oh geez i don't I don't know what my plan is honestly like I was on TikTok though the mm-hmm. other day and I saw a stock for Riot. I'm gonna be honest I don't even know what this stock is really. But <laughs> Someone said and they had a lot of followers and I'm aware how dumb I sound. I don't want people being like this dumb girl. No I'm aware this was a dumb thing that it's I like, did. It's like really risky. No yeah but the thing is this stock was only two dollars. Okay. A share. So okay. I was like okay like okay, if I lose $7 and I put like three shares or whatever, that seems like a pretty good deal to me. Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, I'll just get three shares. And I actually, the stock, I hadn't looked at the Robinhood app for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And then it went from $2 to $80. Wow. I know. And I'm really aware. (laughs) I literally just got lucky. I literally just got lucky. But the fact that I, I'm so glad I bought three shares like, too. Like, what the heck? That's $240. And I looked up different things and people told me to sell. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I really did a lot of research on this because I knew that, okay, now now's the time where yeah. I actually <laughs> can make money if it goes up. Obviously, I want to stay in. But... I asked a lot of friends who knew some about investing. And they told me to sell. I didn't follow exactly, and I kept one share because okay. I was like, "Okay, you never know." And I didn't have this money before. It's not like I really lost yeah, anything. What's there to lose? Exactly, unless the stock drops to like one dollar, then yeah, I lost a dollar basically. Yeah. But no, I made that much money and i still have one share it's doing okay it definitely went down a little bit but i'll keep it for now (laughs) so (laughs) that's our strategy yeah (laughs) that's why we're not going to be giving advice (laughs) on this episode Mm. we do have a very special guest which i'm really excited to bring on me too So I am so excited for our guest today. His name is Ethan Lang. He is a creator of Making Sense of Finance. You can find it on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn. He's everywhere. everywhere. No excuses. <laughs> and he makes it so easy to understand. If you're just getting started, where do you start? Mm-hmm. Follow his Instagram because every day he posts the best tips. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited. And sure. his, oh, actually, before you get into that, yeah. his YouTube's actually really good too. Just being someone who obviously knows very little about <laughs> investing, he did make it so easy to understand mm-hmm. on his YouTube. So definitely go check that out too and subscribe. Yeah, and on his Instagram, I did want to mention he has free resources. There's is no like crazy, no. oh, buy this. No, uh, like no scams. free resources. So click the link in his bio, Making Sense of Finance, and let's call him up. Yeah. All right. So... Our number one question, obviously, is how did you get started in finance?
1: So it was kind of a weird um, story, actually. So when I get got started, um, I was in high school, and my dad was talking about a stock. So my mom—I don't know if you guys know—have ever heard of the Buckle? It's a clothing company. Oh, Mm -hmm. actually, yeah. (laughs) So so my mom actually um, is in a managing role at the Buckle, and they're a public company. And my dad was talking about their stock and. I thought it was just the coolest thing ever. Like I could invest in a, in a stock that my mom worked for. And it was just, he started me out there and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to open an account for you and you're going to have to learn on your own, you know, how to start investing. And, you know, that's how I kind of all got started just by taking action. And I made a ton of mistakes along the way, did a ton of dumb stuff. But, you know, as I learned through, through almost failure, um, kind of learn my way and learn the right way of investing for the long term, so.
0: Oh, I think it's a good inspiration for everyone, just knowing that you can get through any low times and mistakes that you make. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly.
0: It's the same for anything that you start trying something new. There's Mm -hmm. always those ups and downs that make it easier and easier every time you do it.
1: Exactly. And especially in in the financial industry, everything is all about getting rich quick and you fall into these, these traps that so many people set out. And that's, that's exactly what I fell into in the beginning is I saw these people telling me I could make so much money doing this or that. And it forced me to try to overextend myself and I'd end up losing money instead of actually gaining it.
0: Right. definitely. Um, so what tips do you have for someone looking to get started in investing?
1: I would say kind of kind of how we started um, just talking is, you know, investing is as difficult as you make it. It can be very difficult, but it also can be very easy if you just stick to the basics. Um, and also, it's just got to tune out all the noise. We could, We could talk so much about all the things that are going on right now in the market. And, you know, the news always talks about the people that make a lot of money doing it. But the majority of people are the ones that are losing the money. So almost just sticking to a specific strategy and, and sticking to it and not trying to make money fast because it's almost one of the quickest ways to go broke.
0: Wow. Right. I think that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um, we saw a lot on your Instagram page index funds. And I think when, you, when somebody just hears the word index funds, it's like, okay, what is that? So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about what are index funds and what are some good ones to invest in?
1: Yeah, for sure. So like you kind of said, the formal definition of an index fund is a fund that allows you to invest in a particular index, but that doesn't really make any sense. We don't have any, <laughs> anything. It doesn't show why, why an index fund is so valuable. So the best way I could explain it to any new investor um, would be as a bag. So let's, let's in this case, just let's say it's a grocery bag. So you're going to go to the grocery store, you know, you might buy eggs, milk, bread, you know, whatever, whatever you would typically get at a grocery store. And you think about what the purpose of that bag is, and it's just to hold things. So the exact same is true for an index fund. All an index fund is, is instead of holding, you know, grocery items, it holds investments such as stocks. So when you're going like let's say you know when you're going to the grocery store the bag itself is pretty much useless but what matters is what's inside of that grocery bag you know that's where the value is derived from so so we know that the index fund is that same way is its value isn't the index fund itself but it's the investments that are held inside of that index fund so you know as i mentioned before The formal definition is the index fund that tracks a particular index. So we've got to kind of figure out what is an index. An index is simply a benchmark of a ton of different companies. So for example, an index fund, an index that a lot of people hear of is the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. And the S&P 500 just holds 500 of the largest companies in the United States. So if there's any large company that you could think of off the top of your head, it's probably in this fund. So Tesla, you know, it's in there, Apple, it's in there, McDonald's again, it's, it's in the S and P 500. So where we can see the value of this index fund is, you know, as we mentioned before, we don't want to try to get rich quick, pick the next best stock, do all this thing. So instead we can just buy all of them and we can buy all of them in one fund instead of having to buy each stock individually. And, And the reason that's so important, especially for new investors and experienced investors alike, is you won't lose all your money, you know, because you hear a lot of people say, you know, I don't want to invest. Investing is risky, um, all these different things. But for an index fund um, that, you know, would track the S&P 500, for example, Mm -hmm. has 500 of the largest U.S. companies in it. So for it to go to zero, you would have a lot bigger problems on your hands than your retirement portfolio. Because I mean, even just thinking about it, you wouldn't have anywhere to go buy food, you wouldn't have a place to fill gas for your car, you know, on and on and on. We'd be in complete anarchy if this went to zero. But there is likelihood that there is likelihood that one company could go bankrupt. But if you own 500 of them, you don't hurt as much.
0: You explained that so well. I needed that simple explanation because <laughs> I've seen so many stock things happening. I don't know what these words mean. So that was even a big help to me and I'm sure our listeners too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that's part of the problem with the finance industry right now. And because when I started learning, I was the same way. I didn't, I didn't get all the finance jargon. And you know, I could be talking to you about the nat, net asset value of the fund, which is basically what I told you everything that's held within the fund but when you explain it that way people just don't understand it and it's not and they make it difficult so when when people want to start investing it's very daunting and and hard to listen to because it's made so confusing
0: that's that is so true um i'd love to hear you talk about roth iras do you have any tips for people wanting to start one or where they even start to start a roth ira
1: Yeah. So um, actually, before we go on to that, I wanted to talk about um, some index funds that would be good um, just to give some people some concrete, um, you know, ones that are out there. So like we talked about the S&P 500 holds 500 largest companies, Um, most index funds that you'll have with your broker, which is the account that you'll open up to be able to actually invest in stocks. Um, most of those index funds are good. Really, what you're looking for is something with a low expense ratio, which basically means they don't charge you a lot to manage the fund because there's people behind that have to manage this fund and keep all the stocks in there um, so the fund can keep running and people can keep buying it. So um, Vanguard's a great company. They have an S&P 500 index fund, and the ticker symbol is VFIAX. And then there's also another great one from Fidelity that's F-X-A-I-X. I know that a lot of these letters are confusing, but if you just look it up, it'll show you everything. And then something else I wanted to throw in there, there's another index fund that's even broader and it encompasses the entire market, which is the entire US market, which is about 3,500 companies, I think. And this ticker symbol is F-S-K-A-X. So, you know, if you look up some of those, you'll kind of see um, what they look like. And those are some concrete ones to be able to invest in. But yeah, now we can move on to um, Roth IRAs. So Roth IRAs um, are just simply a retirement account and it's put on by the government. It's sponsored by the government because it's good for the economy. People, the government wants you to be saving for retirement. So to kind of see the benefit of a Roth IRA, what we need to look at is almost the difference of investing in a Roth IRA compared to just normally investing. So if you would normally invest, you know, you're going to have your job. So you have an earned income, you know, let's say, let's say I'm working for my mom at the buckle, you know, I earn a salary and then I get taxed on that salary. And then with the money that's left over after I take all my taxes are taken out, I invest. So. We already have one taxable event right there. And then if I buy a stock and sell it in the future and I make a gain on it, I also have to pay taxes on that gain. So you're taxed at two points when you're just trying to normally invest. Yeah. But when you're investing in a Roth IRA, you have to pay taxes like if I earn an income to be able to put money into this Roth IRA, you have to pay taxes on that income. But when you sell any of your investments or withdraw the money, because maybe you want to use it in the future when you retire, you won't have to pay any of those taxes. Wow. So you're basically saving yourself a ton of money on taxes on the back end.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So what would you say to people who are like, oh, well, I could just invest in my company's retirement account, or I could choose to do a Roth account. What would be the benefit of choosing the Roth?
1: Um, so there's, there's a few things. So if someone has a company account, that's a 401k, um, they can actually invest in something called a Roth 401k, which should be in their company plan, which works just like an IRA would. So if I tell that person, I'd probably tell that person, if you can do both, because it's hugely beneficial because there are some caveats to, you know, the Roth IRA. Um, One example is, you can only invest a max of $6,000 per year. And as we mentioned before, you have to have earned income. So let's say, cause I, I teach a lot of young people about investing, so they might not, they might have like $10,000 in savings and they want to put $6,000 in the Roth. But if they don't actually make $6,000 in that specific year, yeah. they can't invest into the Roth IRA. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, there's also income limits. So if you're single and you make over, I think for 2020 it's 139,000. If you make over 139,000 as a single individual or 206,000 as married couple, you can't invest in a Roth IRA. So, they have income limits to where people that are making too much money can't invest into a Roth IRA either. And then the third thing is you can't withdraw that money until age 59 and a half. You can withdraw, there's a little bit of a caveat to that too and let's say you invest $6,000 for the next 10 years, so you have $60,000 in there, and let's say the total value of your investment grew to $150,000, for example, um, you're still able to pull out that $60,000 worth of contributions, just not the amount of money that you made from the Roth IRA. Now, you can withdraw it, but you're going to face some taxes and some penalties that kind of go along with that. So. So the 401k will work the the same way in some scenarios. Sometimes there's not as much flexibility with what you're able to do with the money. But um, one great thing about certain 401ks is they offer something called a 401k match. And I don't know if either of you have ever heard of that, but um, for simple numbers, let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars and this company offers a 3% match on your salary. If you, invest $3,000 into your 401k, they will match and also invest $3,000 into your 401k. So you're automatically making a hundred percent return before you even even start investing. So, so that's another thing is if you're currently working a job, check with your employer to see if you do have a match with your 401k, because not every company that you work for is going to have a retirement plan, and if they do, they might not offer matches. Yeah. but it is something to look into because it's a it's a huge benefit for people trying to start investing.
0: Definitely yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's a good thing for people to ask because I'm sure a lot of employers aren't going to say, "Here, oh we all, we offer this."
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to have to dig and find it. But right. but yeah, I mean, and the crazy thing is, um, I talked a little earlier about six thousand dollars per year, which doesn't seem like a lot, but um, I did some numbers, calculated some numbers before this, just to show, but the stock market on average returns about ten percent. But after inflation, you know your money is going to be worth less over time. And historically, inflation's been about three percent. So normally, we'd like to say you'd have about a seven percent return per year. Okay. Um, if you start investing and invest that six thousand dollars from the time you're eighteen to sixty, by the time you're sixty, you should be retiring with about one point five million dollars. Wow! So in the beginning, it doesn't seem like a lot, right. but over the long term, that money really does grow.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so we've also seen a lot on your YouTube and on your Instagram talking about financial freedom. Mm-hmm. So what what is financial freedom, and how would you define it?
1: So so yeah, financial freedom. You know, it's it really depends on the person because financial freedom for one person could mean a completely different thing um, for another person, but to give a basic definition, it's, it's just the freedom to do what you want because you are financially stable enough to do that. So, you know, for some people that might mean taking a ton of vacations and, you know, visiting over a hundred countries in their lifetime, but, you know, for other, for other people, that's, being able to work less hours so they can be the coach of their kid's soccer team or, you know, it really, it really depends on the individual, but it's, it's basically having your investments be able to sustain your lifestyle so you don't have to work if you don't want to.
0: I think that's the great goal for everybody. Everybody kind of wants that, but you're right. It is different. Yeah, um, depending on the person. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I think, I think the reason that, when so many people think of financial freedom, they automatically think that they just need so much money. And and that's not always the case because there's a lot of people that want to work for the rest of their life. Like they love their job and they don't want to retire that they might not meet, need as much money as someone who wants to retire by age 40. Yeah. So it's almost kind of first picking your goals and then reverse engineering and seeing okay, what do i need to do what investments do i need to make to reach that goal because for someone that's wanting to retire by 40 they're going to have to be a lot faster paced invest a lot more money you know maybe work longer hours take more career risks and that type of stuff versus the person that is okay and maybe wants to stick it safe and loves their job and doesn't want to retire till till later but having financial freedom doesn't mean you have to quit your job having financial freedom means you have the option to quit your job if you'd like to.
0: That's a good point. Um, okay, so I want to ask you about this. We didn't um, prepare you. So if you're <laughs> uncomfortable, okay. let us know and we'll keep it off the record. But we wanted to know what are your thoughts with Robinhood?
1: Ooh, that's, I'm, I'm back and forth with it. I, I used to use Robinhood in the very beginning And and I loved it for the reasons of that. It made investing really simple. You know, it makes, it makes it really easy experience. The user interface is very clean. There's not a lot of numbers and things everywhere with a ton of ratios and stuff that for most people would just like, they'd look at it and it hurt their eyes because it's just too much. Like Robinhood was very, very simple in that fact, but Um, From personal experience as well, I think a lot of the stuff that's going on with Robinhood um, could be an issue in the future going forward. So we'll kind of see how it plays out. But restricting buying of shares and and some of that stuff, they did change the industry by making everything commission-free so you don't have to buy stuff. Because usually before, especially for new investors, let's say you had $100 and you wanted to invest. Mm -hmm. A company would take $7 from you to buy that stock and give it to you. So you were already down 7% on your investment just by buying it. So Robinhood has completely changed the industry in the fact of making it better for beginner investors. But since they're a new firm, they have been making a few mistakes and are in a few lawsuits right now that could be an issue for them in the future.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, this is also something we didn't prepare you for, but what are your thoughts on Dogecoin? I've heard so much stuff about Dogecoin and I'd love to hear your personal opinion on it.
1: Yeah, so, so the thing with, with Dogecoin and you know, even GameStop and AMC and all these other companies is what's going on is, is almost a game of musical chairs in a sense that it's not that the company necessarily has value but it's i'm going to try to buy this stock or buy dogecoin and sell it at a higher price than another person so i'm going to try to it's it's almost i think the theory would be it's like the greater fool theory you're thinking that someone else is more of a fool than you are and they're going to buy it at a higher price than you will and on the contrast if you're investing for the long term you're making money because the companies that you own are making more money, reinvesting their profits and becoming more valuable. But in these scenarios, it's just increasing in price because the demand is higher because people are trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. So if someone would rather buy Dogecoin than buying a few lottery tickets, I say, go for it. You know, if you just want to, if you just want to play around with some money Mm -hmm. and like a little bit, I'm not saying, I'm not saying a lot because. There's there's a high chance that you'd lose a lot of money and you probably will. Yeah. But it's it's basically gambling. So if instead of going to with COVID and everything, if instead of going to a casino, you wanna put 20 bucks on the Dogecoin, then I, I think you should go for it.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. you're willing to lose it, There you go. Yeah. While we're on this topic, um, I did want to know what are your thoughts on cryptocurrencies? Cause I feel like there's a lot of controversy between it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about cryptocurrency is it could be very important in the future. So I actually do own a little bit of cryptocurrency. But the thing I try to tell people and the issue is a lot of people go too far off the rails when they think about this, when they think about how important Bitcoin is or cryptocurrencies in general or Tesla, they'll put 50 percent of their portfolio in Bitcoin. And that's just a little too risky. Like you're setting yourself up to where if you're wrong about Bitcoin, then your whole retirement goal, your financial freedom goals are basically gone. Right. So I have no issue. My portfolio, I think it's about three to 4% of my portfolio is in Bitcoin right now. And I purchased it a few months back when it was at like 18,000, I think. But there's no issue with having you know, small amounts of money in those certain positions, yeah. but a large amount of your position should be like we talked about before in like an S&P 500 index fund that's diversified and actually has some value to it.
0: Yeah, more reliable.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because you don't want to put your whole retirement, I mean, not even just retirement, but your future on the bet that one individual type of cryptocurrency is going to be the one.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's way too risky. Can exactly. You, um, can you tell us a little bit about your website?
1: Yeah, so my website's actually going through a huge remodel right now. So you can't tell it from the outside, but within the next few weeks, it's going to be completely changed. Um, but basically, it's just a hub for all of my personal finance content. You know, um, I my goal with when I started all of this. Um, because I started teaching my friends in high school on how to uh, manage your money, start investing and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, why don't I just like put this stuff on social media? That was my whole goal with the business in the first place. But, but I've realized that if I want to really help the younger generation with the right education they need, I've got to be on social media. So on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, you know, Twitter, all these platforms and I need to be putting content where they already are. Instead of having, because the younger generation, and this is including me too, doesn't always just want to go out and read a book or buy a book and read a whole book about finance. But if they're seeing it as they scroll through their feed on a social media platform, then that's a huge benefit to them. So, so yeah, my website's going through a remodel right now, but it should be really interesting and really cool in the future once it's finished.
0: Oh, it's exciting. exciting. We'll keep an eye out for it. Okay, um, lastly, I wanna end with, if you could just give one piece of financial advice, what would it be?
1: Okay, I would say just buy and hold. And, and to extrapolate on that a little bit, um, it's always, when you look at it at the short term, you're always like, oh, should I buy right now? Like, what if the market crashes, this or that? Like or you buy and then the market goes down 1% the next day. And it's like, that's it. Your your scope of things is so small that you get worried about all the little things. If we look back 30 to 40 years, you could have invested at the highest point in the market right before it crashed 40 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you would have way more money today than you would have before, even if you invested right before the market crashed. So- it's just staying the course, investing now, investing consistently, you know, investing a specific amount every single month. If it's you want to invest $6,000 in your Roth IRA, then that might mean invest $5,000 a month for the next 40 years. Because a one-time event is is good, but if you're not consistent with it over the long term, nothing's going to come from that. So just buying your investments, staying smart with that, and holding it and Don't get so caught up in the short term fluctuations, the hype that people give around certain stocks, Um, because actually, I think you guys might find this interesting. I read a study recently done by Fidelity they're a brokerage company where you can buy and sell stocks and they were trying to do research and they were like, we want to figure out who are the people that return the highest year over year. And, they're, and you know, they're thinking it's going to be either day traders. I think it's going to be professional investors using Fidelity. And they found the fact that the people who had the highest returns were actually dead people <laughs> who, already, who died and still had their account with Fidelity. And it just basically got lost in the system wow. because they didn't touch their investments. They just bought it yeah. and they held it.
0: Wow. That makes sense, but that's still so crazy. <laughs> it's like we need Yeah,
1: to- when you think about it, it's it's crazy. Yeah.
0: Wow. Awesome. Well, Ethan, thank you so much for being with us. We'll make sure that we tag Making Sense of Finance because you make it so easy to yes. understand and we really appreciate all the information you shared with us.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me on.
0: Of course. Awesome. All right, Ethan, take care. All right, bye. I really liked how, like we said, easy. He just made all the terms and broke them all down because Mm -hmm. I do feel like I gained a lot more knowledge because before this, like everyone heard, I really made some idiot mistakes that I just got lucky. Thank you, riot, stock share, whatever. Mm -hmm. But no, really good. Yeah, and I think it's a really good point of this is not a make-money-fast game. Mm -mm. Like, it's kind of a waiting game, and you have to have patience, but that's I think that's kind of the goal. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't really need a bunch of money right now. When you retire or when you're older, that's when you really want to make sure you have a lot of savings. To have that quality of life because, yeah, Mm -hmm. you could rely on Social Security and... All that stuff, but yeah. You won't be able to adventure. Like, that's gonna cover your food and everything, but like, no, your quality of life will be so much better if you do invest now. And like, okay, yeah, there are ways to make money fast like that, but that's a lot more risky. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to go through losing that money? Because exactly. I don't, but if it's for you, <laughs> go for it. Not for me. If you've got some extra money to spend and you're like, why not? Yeah, go for it. It could be a little fun too. It's honestly I feel like it's a form of gambling. I was going to say, I would rather do that than gamble in like a casino. I would would rather do that. However, I'm not that risky, so. (laughs) (laughs) But like if you like that rush in a healthy way, I think this is a good alternative, honestly. Like you really could make money. Unless you really got gambling. But that's a whole other talk. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I really hope you enjoyed our guest. Mm -hmm. I know I did. Make sure you follow his Instagram at making sense of finance. And now for our update. Oh, announcement time. Announcement time. (laughs) Um, Do you want to do the honors? So we are ending this season with Mm -hmm. this episode. We are going to be taking a break. Yes, we will be back. Yes, we will be back. (laughs) April 21st Um, we'll be back with some more guests Mm -hmm. great episodes but for now this is our last episode of the season gonna miss you guys (laughs) make sure you follow our Instagram though because we will be doing updates we'll be doing throwback Thursday and of course I want to end this episode with our favorite review of the week Mm -hmm. this is coming from podcast girl one two three she said super insightful views and information but on a relatable scale thank you podcast girl I I do agree I think we are relatable I hope <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.